Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to $10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting my journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I'd like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 500 videos on our channel. Do you want to see our real estate journey? We got that. Do you want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sabi? We got that. Do you want travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. Hair and makeup tutorials. Got it. Basketball. Got it. Turo. Got it. Candles. Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that do not make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. All right. We made different playlists for all the things that we are into, and you can find each of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 153, okay? All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is Tuesday, February 21st, and it is 5.01 p.m. Before we get into the topics of the day, for all the people who are new, we start off with what is called screen time. That is when I and Melissa check our phones and update you on how much time we spent on our phone last week, all right? So that we know how much time we're spending on our phone so that we can kind of get it down. We're trying to get to billionaire status. We gotta make sure that we are taking advantage of our phone and our phone is not taking advantage of us. Okay, so. Last week, every day, on average, I spent nine hours and 37 minutes on my phone. Damn. That's kind of crazy. Crazy. It's kind of crazy. Let's see. So my most used app was Safari for 13 hours and 16 minutes. My second most used app was Twitter. Hmm. Okay. Shout out to Twitter for doing anything for eight hours and 49 minutes. And then it was mail. Wow. Instagram was number four for the whole week. That's pretty good. YouTube is number six. One, two, three, four, five. Wow. Wow. Listen, Twitter got me in a chokehold right now. Twitter, shout out to Elon Musk. I've been rocking with the app. I've been favoriting. I've been tweeting, retweeting. I'm, I'm enjoying Twitter. Uh, I get to finally see what's actually happening in the world as opposed to what they tell me is happening. Uh, a lot of craziness happening. A lot of craziness. Uh, let's see. So... Safari, what was I doing on Safari for 13 hours? If I go by categories, I have 21 hours on social, 18 hours on productivity and finance, and 11 hours on creativity. Where's Google Sheets? I don't know what the heck is in Safari. Last week on average, I picked up my phone 161 times per day, which is down from the week before, which is 181 times. So, you know, I guess that's a plus or win, right? Silver linings. And my first use app after pickup was Safari. What is on Safari that I keep clicking? It got to be Twitter. It has to be Twitter. You need some help. Maybe I, you know what I should do? Should I get that Twitter app instead? Probably. Yeah, if I get the Twitter app instead. So that way I can like... Listen, shout out to Elon Musk. Got me download a Twitter app. Because now I'm confused as to why my thing is so high. Uh, okay. Baby girl, what is your screen time? 
Ah, we asked that. We asked. We asked. What is your screen time? All right. Uh, last week, my average screen time was six hours. <laughs> 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 uh, my first used app is Instagram for six hours, then TikTok for three and a half, then Gmail for three and a half. And that's pretty much it. Everything else is like Gmail, music, camera. So, mm. And then my first used app after pickup is Gmail, then messages, then Square. Yeah. Okay. I'm not like donovan over here listen my productivity was at a, a maximum okay. all right productivity and finance i'm gonna get into the bag that means i'm getting to the bag okay so i figured it probably would be the title of this video last week we broke more records selling candles at the craft fair and frankly this is getting ridiculous because we still have so much more things that we are trying to implement and we have so much more things that we are still trying to implement right and what happened last week was probably the biggest anomaly that we've had so far As y'all know, we sell on Saturday and Sunday at Artists and Fleas, uh, which is in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. So this is, I'm not sure exactly how many weeks we did last year, but this year we are on our four, we should be on our, this should be our seventh weekend coming up in a row on Saturday. We probably had six people, maybe even seven people come to the fair because they already had a candle and were looking for us. Okay. So it was, it was bananas and they all bought big candles. I'm talking about where like, I can't even explain. <laughs> there was so many sales this weekend where people were like i already have a candle i had a small one and i wanted to get a big one some a guy was like he's he said man i had the card and i was like dag i gotta get a candle so i came here and i got he ended up getting a candle then we had someone who was referred to by somebody else and they bought a candle i'm gonna tell you that story in a second then we had a lady who bought two candle it, so here's the first story, right? So this is on Saturday. Melissa and I are doing our regular kind of setting up. It was still early in the morning, maybe about 12, 1230 ish, right? These two, two, three big white men. And I say big because they were like six foot five, maybe even more. My, one might have been six six, the other one might have been six two, and the other one might have been like maybe around a little bit, maybe a little shorter than me, right? And they're from Boston. So you know, you know how Boston give it up. So now they were standing around like in the area. Melissa goes, hey, do you want to smell a candle? So they're like, yeah, sure I smell a candle. So Melissa asked, hey, y'all live in the area? What's going on? How, you know, where y'all from? They say they're from Boston. So they go, actually, we had a friend. My wife's friend told her or told us to come to this fair, right? Or to come here. And we're like, oh, that's dope. Like, cool. Like, you know, where y'all staying at, whatever. And then they was like, and get a candle. And I was like and get a candle he's like yeah i'm like wait wait they told you to come here to get a candle from us he's like yeah they said we should come here to artisan flea to ember candle and get a candle from y'all because she loved this so much i'm like mind blown i'm just like that i was not expecting that so it was three men right so one of them goes i think let's say the, his wife his wife's friend had room service he goes okay here's what i'm gonna do let me get a, a room service and do not disturb signature size. I'm like, sure, pack it up, wrap it, let's get, let's get him his, his candles. So his mans go, I want the same thing he got. 
right? So we're like, oh my goodness. This is two big candles sold back to back. So now the friend is like, oh, you're not even going to smell a candle. You just uh, monkey see monkey do whatever he do you're going to get. He's like, well, you know, hey, it is what it is. So he ended up getting a two. So then the third friend is now smelling the can- the, the sample card. He's like, hmm. He's like, hmm, I like this one. Okay. He's like, I'm sophisticated. So I'm going to choose my candle based on what I like. So he goes, you know what? I'll get me a signature size room service. And then he goes, oh, what's this right here? What's this little black thing? I'm like, oh, that's a, a wick trim. He said, oh, really? What's that for? I said to him, I said, listen, if you burn candles, right? If you don't trim your wick, you get this black smoke or soot on the candle, on your ceiling, on your wall, because it's incinerating the wick. You also waste money by not having a wick trimmer because the candle burns faster, right? He's like, oh, what? Let me get one of those. So he gets one. Mind his friend looking at him all like, this, this is the second friend, right? The second one. He's like, ah, I want one of those two. He's like, nah, 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 nah. You want to just buy a candle based off what he did. So now I'm going to get the wig trimmer. I don't know what you're going to do. So he's like, mm, damn. Okay, I'm, I, want, I want one too. I want one too. So now he already had that sale already completed. Comes back and buys a wig trimmer. So just these three men bought five big candles and two wig trimmers based off of a recommendation not from the person that not he was told by his wife's who was told by her friend to get a candle she said she loved the candle so much that she was telling them to come here these men to come get the candle i'm like this is crazy so we took a selfie with all of them and it'll be on instagram if y'all saw it it, it was on the um it'll, i might put it as a Oh, I might put that on the, the the website too, but I'll probably also put it in the highlights on the bottom or in the middle of the Instagram. So that's one story, right? We we are shook because that's forty dollars per candle, then that's nine dollars for a wig trimmer. So that's forty, eighty, a hundred and sixty. That's two hundred dollars on on candles. So two hundred, basically twenty dollars, in five minutes or seven minutes right and we're like what the heck so now melissa and i are having an all hands meeting underneath the table we're like okay this is crazy like what is happening so as the day progresses a lady beelines to the table right and i'm just like hey how you doing she was like oh i have one of your candles i love it i also do you have she's like yeah i got uh do not disturb, and I have room service. And I'm like, oh, cool. She was like, yeah. I, she said, room service ran out, and I think I'm about to be done on do not disturb. I'm like, oh, that's dope. How long it lasts? She's like, yeah, it had to last me a couple of weeks, almost a month or some change. I'm like, oh, that's cool. She goes, yeah, I'm going to get two more. I'm going to get two of these right here. I'm like, <laughs> you want to get two of these? She's like, okay, sure. So then normally what we do is when somebody buys a candle, we'll ask them, like, hey, which one do you, like, what other ones do you like? And we'll give them a sample of that one. So, as I'm doing that, she goes, hmm. She's like, what's this one? Well, that's wind down. She's like, wind down? She's like, this one, this one smells really good. I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get this one. I go, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. So, which one of these do you want to replace? you want to, like, take out Do Not Disturb and for the wind down? Or do you want to take out Room Service for the wind down? She was like, what? I'm like, you, t- you already got two. Which one do you want to replace with the wine? She's like, what? no, I want all three of them. I'm like, oh my God. My legs start getting weak. I'm like, you want all three of them? She's like, yeah, just give me, give me the, put it with the first two. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, sure. So now we over here in the back. Melissa wrapping it up, like trying to get everything done. Like, okay, let's get this, get this sale done and ready and out the door. So she ended up buying three of them, right? So then shout out to uh, the OG Hope. She pulled up. She actually DM Melissa and was like, hey, y'all going to be at the fair this weekend, we're like, yeah, we're going to be here. Mind you, she lives in a whole other borough. That's a crazy part. She lives in a whole other borough and travels from the other borough just to come see us and get a candle. So we're like, oh, my God. So she pulls up. we always excited when we see her and we having fun chopping up. She ends up getting a big candle, right? Then this is a super OG. All right. If y'all been watching the podcast, you know, nuance, y'all might know that we have switched from using Squarespace to Square because I feel like Square has more functionality for a business and Squarespace is more if you want to have a pretty website. You can make a pretty website on Square, but I feel like they're business first and then design. I feel like Squarespace is design first and then business. So I'm very business oriented. So I started seeing a lot of the features that come with Square. So when we were doing Squarespace, there was someone who was bought a candle from a fair maybe last year. Honestly, 
I don't even know when it was last year because I feel like that was, I feel like that was probably like January, February. That sound familiar to you? When do you think he bought the candle? Him and his friends. I feel like that was that's like January. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Oh, because yeah. I feel like okay, it was. So that was like last year. So first time, I think he was at the first craft fair. Right. That's what I'm saying. He was at the first craft fair, and then he was like one of the first people to buy online. And I'm pretty sure I made a post about it. So I'm gonna see if I could find. Like he, I'm he was like origin story of the candle. He was there, and here's what makes it even sweeter. He loved the candle. I think he re-upped on a candle. Then he told his roommate to buy a candle. Then his roommate got a candle. Did he get more than one his roommate? He told his roommate. He told his brother. He told, wait, did his roommate get more than one? Yes. He told his yeah, roommate. Like his roommate got more than one candle. Then he told his brother and his brother got a candle. So this is like this last is year. Like a set. Like right. So this is last. They buying back to back, doubling up on candles last year. So I'm like, he pulled up. I didn't even know. I'm. Bruh, yeah, I was, he pulled up like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I don't even, I haven't even seen him. I don't remember him in person. I know him by Instagram. I know him by like just conversation that me and Melissa have had, but I've never seen him in person. So I see him, I'm like, we talking about, I'm like, oh, I know who you are. Like, I know you. So then he had brought a girl with him. So he told her about the candle. She ended up buying a big candle. I'm like, oh my, then he bought another candle, right? Yes. And he bought a candle. She got a candle. These are all signature size candles I'm telling these stories about. These are all the big candles that I'm talking about. These people all bought them, right? And there was there was other people that had pulled up and were like, I have a candle. I'm getting another one. I have a candle. It's about to finish. When it does, I'm coming back to get my other one. It was, like I said, people came from buying old candles. They came from recommendations. They came from sample cards. They came from candles running. It was, it was just bananas. So on f Saturday, we did 1,200 and I want to say, no, no, we did $1,170 on Saturday, right? On our, our biggest day that we've ever had at a craft fair. And when I say biggest, I mean in terms of singular, like just one day of fairs like just at one place how much money do we make was last year we were selling here during maybe october we made twelve hundred and thirty five dollars in one day and me and melissa were shook it's on the podcast maybe i'll play it back i might even throw it as at the end of the video so you could kind of like the um one of the one of those what are they called i'll put it at the end of the video one of the end screens and maybe y'all can see that but it was twelve hundred and thirty five dollars last year we were like, wow, this is crazy. So now this time, most of the sales that we had did not come from how busy it was in the market. Last year, it was crazy busy during this time. I'm talking about Melissa. It was so busy. We weren't even playing the game with people because they were buying candles so fast because people were coming in behind them. There was no time to play the game. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna get one of these. I'm gonna get one of those. Okay, I'm good. And they, we just, they just leave. It was still relatively slow in this place. And we did that, but that's because so many older people who had bought ones or bought candles came back. So that was on Saturday. Sunday was more of the same thing. People are coming up. And it's, we never sold this many big candles ever in a in a weekend or in a day. This is the most large signature size candle we've ever sold. So for the entire weekend, we ended up doing two like twenty one hundred dollars for the weekend. Now the crazy part about that is. That number seems small to me in comparison, right? The reason it seems small to me is because a lot of the other fairs that we've been doing have been double bookings, right? So we've had a couple of those this year and a triple booking. So when I look at the end of the day and I see that we've made $2,100, I'm like, oh, that's, that's fire. But we were at two locations or three locations or whatever the case might be. We did that at one location. Just me and Melissa, her brother wasn't there, my mom wasn't there, no help, no double bookings, just one location. 
And what we realized is we don't know when, but at some point it's going to get to where we have a line of people waiting to get their candles or they're going to end up pre-ordering and we'll have like candles sitting off to the side because they already bought it and it's just they got to just pay for it and you just go. Like we're, we're all, that's how many people had came up to it this weekend to buy a can who already had one. That's how crazy it was. So we are still trying to, uh, recover from the weekend. I think we're probably Tuesday. I think we're going to be like a little bit better by tomorrow, maybe Thursday ish. Um, we are in a really good spot just because we made that amount of money. So between that, between the people who have invested in us, between the loans that Melissa was able, or the funding Melissa was able to get, all of that has been able to hold us to get to this point, and now we're making enough money that we can just use that money to keep growing the business, right? That's what I thought until, that's what I thought until Monday and today. So... Some of y'all may or may not have heard of this place. You've been to New York or you live in New York, you'll know about this location or this park. It's called Bryant Park, all right? If you're not from New York, you've probably heard of Times Square. I can't see how you not have heard of it. Bryant Park is probably one block away, maybe a block and a half from Times Square, right? They send us an email about a, a market they have coming up. It's called the Maker's Market. There's gonna be 116 vendors at this market. They're doing three weekends in May. Their fairs are three days long, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The third week is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I don't have any idea of how much traffic is gonna be there in terms of the people that will actually come into the event, but it is a very high traffic area. And depending on the weather, and depending on our setup, we may not even have enough candles to, I don't even know, I have no idea the amount of candles to bring or what to expect from that place. Cause it can, it can be like Chelsea was the first two days and we're like, damn, this is trash. Or it, we could be sitting there like, Melissa, we sold out of candles in three hours. We like, we don't have any more candles left. Like that either or could be the thing that happens. So they want $800 for three days and then for the, f the third week, they want $1,000. So y'all know me, all right? I'm always trying to get to the back. The goal is roll to 500K, all right? I'm always trying to make sure that that is the, in mind, that's the vision. It is very possible that we could be quadruple booked for the first time, okay? That's four different locations at the same time. Now, I love to, uh, I love a challenge, okay? I cannot say the same for my girlfriend as much. She likes things to be a little bit uh, less, what, what word are you? Chaotic? I wouldn't, I mean, you know, eh, it's only chaotic if it's chaotic. If you make, like, would you feel like our triple booking was chaotic? How? <laughs> was chaotic to you? How? I'm listening. What problem did I have? I was make I was up wrapping like a bajillion candles. Sunday was fucking ridiculous. I the candles when I got to Grand Bazaar did not have labels. <laughs> they didn't have any labels on them. They didn't have dust covers on them. They have labels on them. They didn't have one label. They have nothing on them. QR code, nothing. I was I was trying to wrap. I was trying to wrap. I was not even wrapping. I was trying to label the candles <laughs> at the fair. <laughs> I labeled two candles and two people and somebody came and bought them. <laughs> and I had the label of a guest put up on it. Yes, it was chaotic. Yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. If, that, if that's how you sure. define <laughs> chaos, then I guess. I My guess. My heart broke. <laughs> <laughs> While I was walking to the fair. <laughs> chaos. I could see how someone may call that chaotic. However, however, if you get into the bag, it don't matter. It don't matter. As long as you get into the bag, as long as everybody gets a candle when they want a candle, then we all good. So my, my, my objective and my idea when it comes to scaling is always 
even if we don't hit 100% and we hit 80% of, of whatever we're trying to scale to, that's always better than not trying to scale at all. Because I think that if we get to a fair, let's say Sunday, right? Because honestly, the week that Melissa is talking about, we were selling that whole week and we had no idea what to expect that whole week. And then on the weekend, we were selling all week. So then by the weekend, we still had enough candles on Saturday. We were running out of candles on Sunday, which is the last day. I, to me, chaos is if we go in there on Monday or Tuesday and we sell out of all the candles we have made, all 500 candles. That's chaos because now we have to buy inventory to get to be able to finish the fair for the rest of the week. We have two more fairs coming up on the weekend, don't have waxing time or money to buy the wax, and we have to wait for the lead time for things to get delivered to us. To me, that's chaotic. Also, if we're buying stuff and it's not coming in, that's chaotic to me. If we get to the Sunday and, you know, the, the chaos kind of leaks over into the fair, that's better for me because I feel like that's manageable at the fair. It's better to be like, you know what, we're at the fair. We don't have enough candles. Okay, well, I could have somebody buy online. Or, okay, maybe I could, you know, get a candle from Donovan from Lower East Side or something or uh, Chelsea. Something like that. But I much prefer that than, damn, we go into this fair knowing we have absolutely nothing to sell today. We're just going to be at the fair sitting there like, at least I'm handsome. Like, that's pretty much it. So, I'm I'm ready. We had to put down a $20 deposit for the fair in May. And one thing I was saying earlier is that because we were able to make money during this last weekend and weekend before that we now have like a little bit of of a reserve that we can use to capitalize on opportunities that come up like this there are a lot of times we have seen on here where we're like ah, we wish we could do this fair but can't afford the inventory can't afford the fair date can't afford the deposit nothing right now we just put out 1400 to as a deposit as a deposit for the seasonal booking. Then we have to pay another 1400 just so that we could be at the fair for the whole month. Because before, we were paying week by week. So now we're paying, I guess, month by month. So we have to have that money saved up. Which, because shout out to Square, okay, they have an option where you can take the money that you make, you can take a percentage of it, and put that directly into another account. And you don't see it. Like when you go to check your balance, it's not there. You have to go swipe and click and swipe and do all of that to find where that money is at. So because of that, we don't think about spending it. So now we check, oh snap, we got money here. Put that, allocate that to that opportunity, we're gonna get some money. So that's where we are right now. And then as far as the fair goes, a lot of things are changing at that place. So we're gonna have a new setup. I'm really excited for you guys to see it. It will probably be done not next podcast, but probably the podcast after that. If you're following us on YouTube at Ember Candle Co., because you should already be following us on there, then you'll see it on there. Or if you follow us on Instagram, which is the same thing, you should be following us on that too, then you will see the new setup that we have or will have then. Um, we are also, oh, can't forget this. Next week is the week or the monthly live will be on, it's Tuesday again. We'll be on Tuesday. I don't want to forget that. That's when we just chop it up with y'all. Y'all want to pull up, talk about anything. We'll talk about candles. We'll talk about real estate. We'll talk about Turo, Airbnb. Talk about Pop-Tarts. Whatever y'all want to talk about, we're going to be there talking about it. So that's going to be next week, Tuesday, probably sometime in the afternoon. Maybe like, maybe I, I feel like maybe two or three because that is a weekday. And I know people are going to be at work and stuff, but you know. That's the end of the month. Maybe next, maybe next month will be, you know, closer to a weekend or something for y'all. So I guess the next topic that I have is, I will call it candle adjacent because it's something I learned from the candles, and I don't know if other people. I mean, I know a lot of y'all have a business, and a lot of y'all are grinding and things like that because we are all a lot of us are cut from the same cloth. So I know y'all are doing that when. We were doing a first triple booking, right? Which even sounds crazy saying it now that we were triple booked. When we were doing our first triple booking, which we successfully pulled off, I want to add. 
I made it a point to not look at what other people were making that day in terms of like other location that we were selling at. And the reason I did that is because I'm working on focusing my energy to what's in front of me, right? Because I think that a lot of times myself and other people will look outwardly for things in terms of either motivation or competition or energy, right? And between that day and just running the candle business and having people copy us at the fairs and try and take things from us at the fair, it really made me think that, and as we're growing on top of that, it made me realize I already have so much things to focus on myself in terms of the candle business. And here are some things that, to give you like a general picture of it. So obviously, as I just said, we have a quadruple booking, right? So that now means we have to figure out how do we have enough people to do that booking? Do we have enough money to do that booking? Do we have the inventory to do that booking? We're also dropping new sizes and new scents and new products. And we have to work on the ad side. We have to work on the marketing side, the photo shoots. So think about how crazy it is, right? For me in that situation, to have all those things I just named and be looking at candle company ABC and going, they got this. We got to get more. We got to do better. We got to get to that level. And the reason it's crazy to me is because maybe if I had already completed all the things I'm currently trying to do, then I can look at them. But I still have a plate full of food to eat and I'm looking at this person's plate. I have I have not completed all of these things that are in front of me, but I'm, th I'm thinking about or trying to motivate myself by something else that I see either on Instagram. Like I have a second channel, not second, I have like a second Instagram, right? So I just follow a lot of candle pages on there just to see and keep up with them, see what they're doing, see how they're growing, see what kind of products they have and what kind of photo shoots they're doing and color scheme and things like that, right? I started noticing, I don't even look at those pages. I, I have probably like maybe 50, 70 pages I'm following on that Instagram and I don't look at them. And the reason I don't look at them now is because we're so busy trying to trying to get to the next thing that I'm not even really thinking about what this person is doing because I am trying to make sure that we have the labels are coming in, the funding is coming in, the inventory is here, the we're trying to figure out how to sell at the fair, we're trying to figure out how to make the Instagram better. And one of the things that really opened up my eyes for that is there's another Instagram that we know from before, right? And she sells candles. And I remember back in the day, a couple, maybe like even five, six months ago, we were kind of joke around. It wasn't a serious thing, but it was just, dang, she got more followers than us on Instagram. We got to like, we got to do more Instagram stuff, right? And again, I want to stress that it wasn't something that we were dedicated to, but I remember us having those conversations and kind of talking about it. I did not remember that. So, Melissa had showed me her page. And, I'm, and she had said, hey, we're about to pass her on Instagram. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy because we were not thinking about trying to pass her on Instagram. We were just doing things that will make people want to follow us. Things that make them go, oh, I like this page or, you know, I'm going to get a free candle from a giveaway or I like the content and the stories. I like the pictures y'all post. I like every." We were thinking about how can we make that better? And in the process of doing that, we ended up having more uh, followers than this person, right? And that is just, uh, I want to use the word modicum because, you know, you see that word back in the day. That is just a modicum of the general picture that I'm trying to paint. Because when I think about the other people that were copying us, the phrase comes to mind, and Melissa and I was talking about this in, in the bed yesterday, where the phrase is mind your business, right? And... I think it's funny because I never applied that term to actual business, 
like where you're working at right it was just kind of like leave me alone you're you're in my business like it was never synonymous with entrepreneurship entrepreneurial ship entrepreneurship either or wasn't synonymous with that and it came up again because i had heard someone saying that they had did a certain amount of sales at the fair right and they have a higher price product than us. So I'm like, oh, okay, they probably made a good amount of money on their sales. But then I'm like, okay, I don't even know what their margins are. I don't know what their margins are. I don't know how often they sell that many. I don't know if that's a common thing. I don't know what their back end is like. I don't know if they are selling them online. I don't know how they're getting people to come here to buy them. I don't know if any of that stuff, right? So to try and gather information from this other company, Based off of this small iota of information that I've heard is crazy, right? Because I need to mind my business. The business that we are having trying to grow is the most important thing. And unless I'm a part of that business, I I will never know how it works and how it runs. So to try and compare us would be crazy. Here's an example of that. Last year, there was some people that we were cool with. And they were selling at the fair, right? And they were doing like $3,000 a weekend selling at the fair. And I was like, oh, they're doing $3,000, but they have higher priced products than us. I'm like, ah, we got to get higher priced items. We got we to get more items. Right? We would sell more than them, but they would sell higher price. So we're kind of averaging that out, but they still would make more money. They no longer are in business doing that anymore because... Their behind the scenes work of how they were operating could not sustain them growing to that level. So they had to shut the whole thing down. And I'm using it as an example because looking at them does not help me in my business because I do not know what the health of their business is. So like I said, yesterday we were talking about it and it just made, it just reinforced the idea of if, if I want to be inspired by somebody, if I want to uh, take it, not take like looking at the company or something like that, make sure that I have nothing else in my company that needs to be done at, before I look at them. Like if nothing else is done over here, I'm, I'm good over here, then go and look out there and see what else is out in the world. But you already, you want to have different sizes, you have different products, you want to have a better Instagram, you want to have all these, you want to be in different states, different cities, different stores, you want all these things, talk about myself. And I'm looking at them. That topic was just something I learned or just kind of reinforced an idea of minding my business and having a different perspective on what that looks like and what that really means. And it allows me to detach more from other people doing things to me or doing things to us as a company because it's like you can copy a thing from us or two things or three things. You can try copying copy as much as you want if you are able to do better than us at what we're doing then we're not good enough at the thing but they're so right that's that's really that's literally what it is so if you could copy us and do better you're probably putting in more energy or more information or more experience than we have so and even then it's not my business i don't listen that's as, as if it's not affecting my business i don't really care and if it is i gotta do better that's all I look at it as. So that's something that came up from uh, this last craft fair. And oh, this is the thing I was kind of touching on. It allows me to detach myself from other people and how they're doing at the fair because now I care less about how much money you guys are making or how well you guys are doing because it's like, I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't know what y'all systems are or nothing. So I say, hey, I'm, I'm even more supportive now than I was before because I'm like, listen, do y'all thing, kill it, do whatever y'all figure it out, do y'all thing. But uh, on to the next topic, which is, it is the funding that we got from last week. If you are in the Discord, which is in the description below, y'all will know that we were having some ridiculous nonsense about this funding that Melissa has been trying to secure for like four, five, six months now. And it ended up being $1,500 that they gave us. So, as I said before, 
they had all these stipulations about how we can spend the money, how we can receive the money, when we could get the money, how much you got to pay back. And I'm like, y'all doing a whole lot for $1,500. Like, people have given us $10,000 before. And they're like, here's the money. He just here. Spend it on what he got to spend it on. Y'all want to haggle over $1,500. And they started at two grand, And they said, mm, I feel like that's too much. I'm going to give y'all fifteen. dollars How's that sound? And I'm just kind of like... Why are you hassling us over 1500 Last week, I think I talked about going to the, the closing for the loan. They wanted us to give them the link to where we buy our stuff from so they could pay for it. So we did that, and they were like, oh, uh, hmm. Well, this is kind of complicated to do. Y- y'all, y'all got anything else y'all want to get? And we're like, you only give us two. They only told... They told us we could only spend the money at two places. So we're like, listen, it's not that much money. And she's like, you gonna spend all the money on labels? I'm like, miss, we are selling a lot of candles. We need a, we need labels. And if you gave us more, we would spend it on something else. But we can literally spend it on this and most of it is gone. So she had to go back and forth with her committee, which took about another three or four days just for us to finally get the money. And they ended up settling on an idea where because again, like I said, we were going to give them our login. They were like, oh, no, 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 no. How about we make our own login, send it to you. You redo all the custom work you already did to, and then download it so that we can then buy from our end. I'm like, y'all making this super complicated, like un, unreasonably complicated. So once they realized how crazy that was, they said, okay, how, okay, we'll just take your password and we'll just buy it from the cart and we'll just, that'll be it. We're like... Thank you. Like y'all are being like y'all are being ridiculous. So then what we did for the rest of the money, because that was like eleven hundred dollars for labels. And we got a deal on the labels. Let me tell you this, because I y'all think that I don't like buying in bulk. All right. I love buying in bulk. If I have the money, if I have the money, I'll buy everything in bulk. The house will be filled with everything. We don't even need stuff. I have the money. I will do that. Right. So shout out to God, because, uh, when we went to go and buy the labels, they had a 15% off discount. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> let me get that. So I put that little discount code in. And then they had a little pop-up that said, we were buying like 3,000 labels, I think, right? Or 1,000 labels. And they were like, 1,000 labels is, let's say, $300, right? They were like, for $315, you can get 3,000 labels. I said, I can get 3,000 labels for extra $16? Throw it in the bag. I need all those labels. Give me all 3,000 of those. We got 2,000 other QR codes. We got another 1,000 other warning labels. We got thousands of labels coming in. Thousands. When you think about that number, that's crazy because we have never bought 1,000 of anything. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Maybe. Whip clips. (laughs) That's the first time. But I mean, I was talking about labels specifically. But I think because before we were doing like, the most we did was like 596 maybe. And that was warning labels. This is thousands of labels. That's about to be a big old chunk of, of cardboard like this full of labels. So I'm excited about to come in. And then we're also getting a, a labeling machine that allows us to apply the labels very quickly because, you know, I wouldn't want my girlfriend to have to be putting on labels the day of the fair in the <laughs> fair. Okay, so I'm gonna make sure that we have that situation so she can have everything labeled before. I'll even do one better. I'll label it. You know what's crazy? I'm labeling the small ones, right? When I get the other machine, I'm labeling the big ones too. I'm gonna be like, zoop, zoop, zoop. That's gonna be me. Just like, yep. That one said 120 per hour. Listen, we need we need that now. Now people coming in and buying candles. We gotta get that. That is crazy. Listen, we we almost sold out. We was we we sold out of room service on Sunday, but no one else bought it after that last person got it. So we were still good. But you know, it's crazy. Um, the next topic is the house update. I know a lot of y'all into real estate. Uh, I am currently not, so it's not my thing, and I think it's silly. So I think real estate is only good if you want to store money. I do not think it's good if you want to make money, okay? Uh, if you want to wholesale, sure. Wholesaling, <coughs> to me, I feel like it's a good way of making money. A lot of work, but I think it's a good way of making money. Uh, I think like burring properties and rental properties and stuff like that and flipping houses, 
people do it. You make money from it. So don't get me wrong. Shout out to my guy, Tori, because that's a different level. Wholesaling and what he's doing is on a similar level in the sense of you make a lot of money, right? I don't feel like you, listen, I don't know. But what he's doing is he is building from the ground up. There's a lot less risk in building from the ground up and a lot more upside when you do that. As opposed to, let me go into this house, try and fix it up and sell that and make 40,000 or 80,000 or 100,000, whatever the case might be. You do a new development, you might make 200, 300K on the development and you have way less to worry about because you're not thinking about what the last guy did in your house. You're like, oh man, I don't know if he had a right water pipe. You say, y'all, y'all know what we've been through. You don't have to do none of that. Your water, your basement not leaking. You don't have to replace that whole thing. You don't need new permits to do it. Go dig it up. You can just build a whole new house. Don't got to worry about your roof. Don't got to worry about your toilet and sewer system. None of that. You just build a whole new house from scratch. And because it's brand new, you get a higher amount of money for it. It's brand new. Okay? So... Like I said, and in wholesaling, I feel like if you can get a system for wholesaling, you can make a lot of money. But if you're just doing it like dolo, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard work. You can do it, it's gonna be hard work. But I think that I don't know. Every time I think about it, how real estate is portrayed and advertised online as a money maker i think is inaccurate i think that there's a lot more strategy involved in making money in real estate than what people show like i said you don't really see it very common for people to do new developments uh wholesaling has become more common but it wasn't before uh sub two these are these are different strategies in real estate okay burr is another strategy in real estate but these are things you have to go into and use those things to make money most people think like okay out listen that's with me if you can go check my instagram right now it says on there like oh i'm about to buy a rental property and make 300 a month or 500 a month 800 a month comparing that to running a business is so far apart that i would never try and buy real estate for that reason like right now, how I look at it is the next time I probably buy real estate will either be a house that Melissa and I live in or or buying some type of real estate for the candle business. We're in the sense of we'll have our own craft fair and we'll own the building like that's something that I would be looking into. But like or even again, shout out to Tori when he starts doing like huge, huge developments, I'll rather get into a hundred unit building or 300 unit building as opposed to. 10 or 5 or something like that. That's how I look at real estate now. That's just my perspective. But like I said, with the house update, I'd never even told y'all this from last or two weeks ago. When the inspection report came, they only gave me like four things. I don't know why that was, but there was a whole list of stuff. And I don't think I said it on here. So I'm going to show y'all or I might put it on the screen too, but I'm going to tell y'all what was on that list. Listen, I don't know if I did, but if I did, I would be saying it again. So there were 14 items on here. So it was install water heater to be able to test plumbing, install new thermostat to allow system to operate, unblock rear sight drain, right rear corner of basement to be repaired around a drain line with masonry rated use, remediate mold or fungus basement drywall by stairwell, remove debris and vegetation from roof, from roof, repair improper patching overlap of roofing materials, remediate active water leak at the right rear corner of the basement, Sealed chimney flue, test and confirm HVAC is in working condition. Relocate condenser to two feet and five feet above AC units. Remove double tap breaker from electrical box. Secure rear wall bracket and mount and secure rear hose BIBB. Don't even know what that means. Um, so we've been going back and forth over that. And like I said, I we are probably we were gonna get back some money for the house to at least pay some people or put it to paying something paying something i don't know what it would pay but something because it would be so small of an amount but with the new credit that we have to give them that's probably not going to happen as well as the fact 
that I asked my agent if he can have his guy fix the water heater issue in terms of replacing it and adding a new one because I'm putting zero dollars into the house. Like I at this point, I don't want to put any money more into that house other than maybe I would even do that. Like would I drive to Philadelphia or go to Philadelphia to, to close? The, no, probably not even that because I'm so over the house. We just made two thousand dollars in a weekend. Why am I like? Why would I even care about the house? I don't care about the house. The money that we make from the house can grow everything, pay everybody back, fix all our bills, fix all the debt that we have from that. I don't care about the house no more. So whether it's be foreclosed on or whether uh, they buy it, I say this all the time, I really could care less. But they want 7000 for that. I think it's like $1,500 to $2,000 to do the water heater thing. Honestly, I think it's at 2500 for that. Either way, it's a lot of money. Um, then I have to also pay in closing costs for the appraisal and I have to pay for the title to be pulled and I got to send in documents to do it. I, bro, I, I care so little about the house and I just want it to be off the book so we don't have to ever think about it ever again. It was a fun chapter. Because of it, we met a lot of y'all. We have talked to a lot of people. It was, it's great for our book and our story when it comes out. But at this point in time, that's chapter three. We go into a new chapter. We don't, got, we don't got time to be worrying about this foolishness. Okay? And I think... Mm, bruh, I, I just found this out too. So they actually stole the meter as well. I didn't know that until like uh, maybe a week ago. So they stole the meter... They stole the water tank or the water heater. They stole all the appliances. They uh, broke the system for the security system. And now because I got it shut off, ADT is trying to charge us like $2,500 for that cancellation, which I think is insane. Like, I don't even know how that's legal to charge that. But I guess you signed a contract because, yeah, it should not. I don't know how they do that. Maybe y'all could tell me, but they're charging us for like the five or seven year period that we would have had the security system. And because we canceled, they're trying to charge all at one time. So my aunt canceled the credit card that she had let me use to pay for the stuff, but they're still somehow charged for a thousand dollars. So I have to call them and figure out what's going on there. But all of this is taken away from making money and selling candles. That's all I'm trying to focus on right now. Um, but I think as far as the house update, that's really it. We're still trying to close on the 13th or the 15th of March, which is in a couple of weeks. At this point in time, I don't know how close we are to closing on it at that time. Um, so, <laughs> y'all yeah, will see. And the next, honestly, I think that the day we close on the house or the week we close on the house might be the final chapter of page or the final page of chapter three so that would be great like that timing would be impeccable to be honest with you the next topic is the nba all-star game so some of y'all know that i love basketball like to me it's an art form and it's a beautiful thing to watch and i have a very uh exuberant passion for basketball so it pains me to watch the NBA All-Star game because I used to enjoy watching the NBA All-Star game. And, you know, obviously it was, hey, it's the first quarter, two quarter, we're kind of playing around. You're not playing serious defense. You know, that was kind of the thing. What I saw from last weekend was just despicable. It was by far the worst type of basketball I've ever seen being played. That kind of basketball is what you see once everybody has been tired from playing for the last six, seven hours, and then the, the scrubs come into play, and they have like two nice guys on the court, and they're kind of just playing around, and then you're just doing, you make a layup, and you run full court and get a layup, and then you throw it to your man all the way down the court, he gets a layup, then you shoot from half court. I'm like, that's the kind of thing you do. You go, all right, guys, I'm out of here. This game is trash. I'm about to put on my sneakers. And you just see them playing around. Like, that's what you. That's what that was. And this is the All-Star game. And I heard, I think it was J.J. Reddick talk about it. It might have been him or somebody else. And it was just, it's supposed to be a spectacle. And, you know, we, it's not made for people to be able to 
do well in the game. And that's not even true. Like that is that is so far from being the truth. It's ridiculous. There are so many people that play basketball that wake up at five o'clock in the morning, not five o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the, in the afternoon, get a call from their friend. Yo, bro, trying to play ball. All right, bro, I'm going to pull up. You just go, you throw in your shorts, you go and you play ball. That's that's what you do. If you're a ball player, you can get up and just go play ball, especially if it's going to be a competitive basketball game. And every person that plays basketball and probably other sports knows there's different levels of competing. There's the I really I'm trying to win a championship competition. And then there's I'm having fun, but I don't want to lose competition. Like, all right, cool. I'm coming at you. I set a screen. Ooh, like you're doing certain things where even though. It isn't the highest level. It's still competitive. I think his argument that he made was they had a Post Malone concert right before they started. They drafted players right before they got to the play on the thing and the game or whatever. It was just a bunch of ridiculous reasons. And I'm surprised because he played in NBA. So I feel like he should understand these things. But it's like you can play defense. Like you don't have to lock up every single time. You can play a little bit of defense. It was like I said. It was it was terrible basketball to watch. I don't. To be completely honest with you, like I said, I love basketball. At this point, I don't even watch the NBA anymore. Like I just, and that's so crazy to say because somehow, to me, the NBA has become separate from basketball. And before. The NBA used to be the peak of basketball. Like, you would go, oh my, like, it was synonymous with the peak of basketball. Now, it's more like some kind of circus or something. And I'm talking about just in general. Like, it it pains my soul to see basketball going in the direction that it's going in, where it's less about basketball and more about your your political views is more about what kind of what your plus minus is and how many but if they started keeping track of like how many times someone passes the ball and you tip it in the pass it just like i said it just hurts me i don't know if y'all watched the the, the all-star game at all some of y'all may have some of y'all probably don't even know about basketball care about basketball but it's something that to me i despise the new form of basketball and I'm going to leave you off that with that topic. I do not think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I think that he is the epitome of the new generation of basketball. Like he is that ceiling of where we make you good in terms of how we talk about you and the storyline that we attach to you and the stats where you're chasing stats. So that now makes you a good player. J.J. Redick used that same argument where he said LeBron is obviously now the most highest scoring player of all time. And he's the most clutch by whatever numbers he is clutched by. And it's like, I don't I don't care. No one cares about that. We've seen LeBron. We have we have witnessed what happens in those moments where we're going, oh, yeah, he's not. That's not him. And he even said that's not him. He, he, we know. Listen, we a clutch player. We got three seconds left. Give me the ball. I'm gonna score. You're not gonna. You can't stop. That that is not LeBron. The shots that he's hit in the clutch moments are usually. I have the ball at the end of the game. I'ma shoot it and it goes in. So if I missed, I missed. It is what it is. Whatever. Or he hit some crazy one against. I think. Uh, John Wall off the backboard feeling out of bounds. He was like, come on, bro. Like, we know you didn't try to do that. It just so happened to go in. But, you know, I digress on that. But, like I said earlier, next week on Tuesday, alright, we're going to be putting up a community post between now and then about the actual time of the live. We're going to be going live on Tuesday for the monthly update, the second one of the year. You can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. You know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2023, the road to 500K. We honestly about to get some employees soon, right? 
And with that being said, Bamboo Project out. <laughs>